Hello and welcome to the Low Tox Life Podcast. I'm Alex Stewart, your host, and today is show 92. And I'm very excited to have a good friend, Lee Holmes, on the show today because we're talking about the gut, but we're also talking about flexibility in terms of what that looks like for the individual um, when it comes to gut healing. There's a lot of Um, noise out there. There are a lot of different protocols we can try and that can be awesome for some, but some of us can be left thinking, oh, nothing's working quite like I wanted it to. And I still feel all the symptoms that I don't want to feel anymore. And, um, and I really love Lee's approach. So it's wonderful having, um, another option for people out there who want to explore gut health, um, improve their gut health to, uh, hear from, uh, this wonderful author. She's authored nine books books um, with the beautiful Murdoch books, so same publisher as mine. And uh, and she's uh, she was a real pioneer in starting to share and open up the conversation around health and what we were eating and how to how to treat our body to the foods that it recognizes and is going to love and is going to be nourished by um, with her supercharged food blog, um, which I still remember, I think, connecting with, gosh, eight, nine years ago now um, when I was first starting out as well. And um, I remember she shared my lifting the lid on the, the coffee cup lid um, post that I did and I thought, oh, wow, this bloggers shared my post because I was talking all about BPA, plastic lids, never mind the plastic waste. And, and you know, that was quite an early time to be writing about such things as well. And I think we sort of bonded over the fact that we were um, we were exploring ideas that hadn't been talked about before and using this amazing connection that we now have with social media to do that. So we've been friends ever since and um, and I really enjoyed today's chat. So I hope you love it too. Uh, don't forget to go to the show notes and check out all of the resources that we talk about um, during the the show uh, in terms of connecting with Lee's books or the Heal Your Gut Powder Um It's all there in the show notes. Now, I've just got a couple of little things to mention. We have Golotox, the e-course coming up soon, and I know a lot of you guys have done it, uh, so you won't need to do it again. You can always fast forward for a, a minute or two here while I talk about it. But please, if you haven't done it yet, and if you have this sense that sometimes you're not sure whether what you're buying is the best choice for the planet, for your health, in terms of environmental toxins, in terms of the marketing loopholes that mean it can be so darn confusing to choose right um, across every aspect of day-to-day life. Uh, We have 17 topics that are covered in depth, everything from um, the antibacterial myth to, you know, all the usual hair, makeup, um, skincare, body care, sun care, uh, nail care, personal hygiene, uh, sexy time we even talk about, um, and then a whole bunch more. I'm, I'm going to start mumbling if I try to remember all 17 and the logical thing to have done would be to have printed those off and rattled them off for you here. But I've got um, the in the show notes today the link to um, the information page and the registration page if you want to check it out. It really does mean that you just get absolutely every resource and it's not just for Australia. I've beefed up the um, American resources, the uh, the UK resources this time again. So always adding to the course um, and you can choose the lifetime option, which is 199 Australian. Um, So, you know, quite a bit less if you're in the US, UK or um, spending euros. Um, And, uh, and in terms of um, the resources, that means that If you have the lifetime option, I record another interview, we put it in the course, we add more resources internationally, you see it in the course, you'll always have access as long as that website exists um, with the lifetime option. And that's what people tend to do. And a lot of alumni who did the course in the earlier years um, before we had that lifetime option did a refresh so that they could get access to it because it is just such an incredible resource now and it's that movable resource aspect of new things coming in all the time we've actually added heaps in the pest control section um, which is one of the bonuses and uh, we're recording a fantastic interview on interiors and choosing 
um, various um, materials, etc. And we've expanded the mattress section now too. So all these things happen every time we run the course and in between because we keep wanting to make it the absolute best course for um, lowering your everyday exposure to environmental toxins that exists. And I believe that it is. And I think, you know, the conversations that happen there in the private group are awesome. And I would absolutely love for you to join me. We kick off Monday 25th. So you have a little week to get organized, but obviously we all forget these things. So if you're keen, check it out now, go to the show notes and, um, and book yourself a spot so that you're ready and organized and you don't have to have all the time in the world now to follow the course every single day and check every single thing off the list as you go. Um, you know, if you have that lifetime access and, and you choose that option, then you can do the course at your leisure and then just pop into the Facebook group and, and see what discussions happened on each topic to see if your questions were answered or if you still have questions to always pop them there is fine. So I can't wait to kick off this next round. It'll be a super exciting round because the book will have launched as well. So we'll be able to um, incorporate some of the, the recipes from the book into this round, which will be fun. Um, and and I'll leave that there. Now, speaking of Golotox, one of the um, topics that we cover is cookware and kitchenware. And one of my absolute favorite brands is the Solid Technics brand. And this week and next week you have the option to receive a free 18 centimeter skillet if you purchase the amazing noni stainless steel nickel free saucepan it's a wonderful saucepan the heat distribution is incredible uh the solid techniques guys have on their website and i'll link to the show note in the show notes for you so you can see it the experiment of a regular stainless steel pan and the noni pan both boiling the same amount of water and how much faster that happens in the noni pan so it'll save you time in the kitchen it'll be nickel free so anyone who might have those those metal imbalances going on or have a sensitivity to nickel which seems to be showing up more and more it really is one of those once in a lifetime purchases that you will be passing down to your kids, then to your grandkids, great grandkids. There will be people 10 generations down your line who will be using this pan. Um, such is the way that all of the solid techniques uh, pans are built to be multi-century cookware. Um, and I actually did a Facebook live with um, Mark, the founder, when he was in town, and I'll put the link to that in the show notes today as well. Um, and I said, are you just trying to work yourself out of a job? Because if everything's going to last forever, then, you know, what's, um, what's up with that? Cause you know, he had a huge awakening around the amount of cheap nonstick cookware pans going into landfill. And that was one of the big reasons he started the business. And he said, yes, if this gets me out of a job, I will be happy because, you know, it's really for him as much a um, an environmental contribution as it is a business, and uh, and it's just a wonderfully inspiring story and um, beautiful, beautiful pans um, and and skillets to work with. So you'll get that free eighteen centimeter skillet. It's worth one hundred and nineteen dollars and ninety five cents, um, and it'll be yours if you um, buy the noni saucepan. So all the details for that are in the show notes, plus a couple of those fabulous links to um, checking out a little bit more of the Solid Technics story and their experiments um, and their website. So enjoy and now enjoy the show. Hello, Lee. How are you? I'm very well. Alex, how are you? I'm super well, thank you. And I'm so excited to have a good friend on the show this week. It's got a big smile on my face. I don't know if you can hear the smile, but I'm smiling. <laughs> and, and I've wanted to be on your show for so long because you know how much I love you and admire you. Oh, thank you. And if you didn't travel so much, it would be so much sooner. <laughs> I, every time I kept wanting to reach out, actually, um, funny story, I would then see you on Instagram in America, then you're in London. I was like, okay, I'm just going to wait until I see a few Australian pics and then we can sort it out. But anyway, you're here and we're chatting and today we're going to talk all about the gut, obviously, but I'd love to start 
um, with a broader question that might have led you into that. Um, you've obviously authored heaps of books now, uh, and I think you're on to your ninth. So, and I remember sitting on the couch with you showing a group of friends who we were all there supporting you that day, your very first book. And that was a very exciting time. And I'd just love to know, like over the course of writing more and more books, obviously heaps of um, focus always on uh, wellness and recipes that bring you vitality and exploring different body types. But what got you into gut health specifically for the last couple? The last couple, it, it was almost, it was so funny actually because I, like you, have been had been struggling with my health for a long period of time. I had been diagnosed with fibromyalgia and a non-specific autoimmune problem, histamine intolerance, so many different things that I had been, I started my first book, um, Supercharged Supercharge Food, and that was more about the food that I was eating when I was trying to recover. But as my sort of, I guess you could say, journey um, continued, I realized that the, the very um, base of all my problems was stemming from my gut health because mm. I'd actually, when I was 17, I'd, I'd always get cystitis and I was put on antibiotics like one course after another. Mm -hmm. About seven courses of antibiotics later, I started to have a lot of issues with my immune system and my gut. And so although I'd changed my diet and I'd been obviously previously studied nutrition, I was really into food and cooking and I'd changed a lot of the things that I was eating and I took out a lot of the things that were irritating me. It was only until I looked at the gut and healed the gut and really looked into gut health that I started, my inflammation levels started to um, get better and go down and that I really felt like that was the epicenter of what caused the issues in the first place, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, sometimes it just takes finding something really amazing that works for you in a way that you approach um, a health challenge that then makes that sharing so powerful. Um, and I know so many people have been hugely helped by your last couple of books. I'm curious to know your take on this because uh, I, I certainly don't believe there's one one size fits all, but uh, the internet tries to tell us there's only one way to do things, doesn't it? And it tries to lead us into this amazing magical protocol or this, and you've never been like that. And I really love that about the way you write and create recipes. It's always about really exploring for oneself what's working and what isn't. Can you help me kind of, like, I'd love to see how you arrived at that and and why you didn't go down a magic bullet road yourself. I think for me it was just a process of trial and error. And mm. in the beginning I was trying out all these different things that people were saying, you know, you have to have this and you have to do this and you have to not eat any carbs and you have to, mm. like, fast and not have anything at all. And I was, yeah, I tried a few things. But for me I, I realised that, I realize that everyone is so different and what I was reacting to for me it was things like MSG and a lot of the chemicals in the foods yeah. other people were fine with and some of the really really healthy foods that I was eating um, like things like garlic at the time histamine rich foods bone broths I was reacting to those as well because of my histamine issues so it is not a one-size-fits-all thing I think and also many of us I look at the gut like a little mini ecosystem like an Amazonian rainforest and we all have different bacteria residing in our gut at different levels mm. so Everyone is different, so we obviously need different things and we're reacting to different things as well. And also we have different symptoms as well. So some people might eat something, for example, and get like lots of skin issues. Like I was having hives and I had hives all over my body, lots of rashes, things like that. But other people would maybe eat something and feel tired after eating or another person might eat something and feel really good and really energized. Mm. And so. And then the next person gets inflamed joints. So I think that's why it's so interesting, isn't it? Like inflammation is such a strange beast in the way that you can have the same like thing that breaks the camel's back, the straw that breaks the camel's back, but then how it presents for you is so different. And then how you get to recovery can also be quite different. So I think a lot of people can feel super confused by that, hey? 
Yeah, I really, I really agree with that. And a lot of the people I do health coaching, a lot of the clients that I work with, they there's they have so many different needs, and even with the same issue, they have different needs. So that's mm. what definitely notice that as well. So we just work in a process of. Um, for me, I worked on a process of more of an elimination instead of getting lots and lots of different kinds of tests. I just took everything back to basics, went on a really kind of simple, simple gut healing diet for a period of time, which I think we're going to talk about later. Yes, we will. Um, I just really took it back to basics and it does take a little bit longer doing it that way, but that way I felt that I really found the foods that energized me and made me feel good and ones that I wasn't really reacting to. Mm, nice. And so, I mean, we might as well dip into that now actually. So what, what was the average day looking like for you? Um, when I was really sick about eight or nine years ago, I was I had, had lost a lot of weight. So I went down from about a normal sort of 57 kilos down to about 42 kilos Gosh. in the space of six weeks. So it was a really quick thing. So at the time I was really sick, I started, my hair started falling out and that's when I had the hives and my gut wasn't working. I had constant diarrhea. That's why I was losing a lot of the weight as well. I just couldn't seem to sort of, you know, take anything in or I, that's where I went really simple. So a typical day for me was that I was just having the plainest foods. Mm. I was eating a little bit of rice, a little bit of chicken, a little bit of um, soups, just soups and just very, very gentle foods. And then, but that was when I didn't really know about gut health at the time. And so I was just eating things that I found were just really easy on my system. And I felt like I don't know, I think you've experienced this, but I felt like I had chronic fatigue as well. Mm. So I just needed to make it so simple in the kitchen. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have the, I was a single parent and I didn't have the energy to really get up and make a lot of meals. And so I was just literally for, for a period of time for about six months, I was also on a lot of drugs as well. So I was on steroids, immunosuppressants, anti-inflammatories, a lot of different concoction of different drugs, and they made me really tired. There was a lot of side effects from those as well. So yeah. it's kind of hard at the time to differentiate between the side effects of the medication and the autoimmune and fibromyalgia kind of achy sort of rheumatic symptoms that I was having. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I stripped it right back to a very simple diet. But by the time I'd really started to get interested in gut health and trace it right back to when I was 17 and had all those antibiotics, um, I that's when I started on my sort of four-week heal your gut um, plan or program, and that was trial and error as well. Mm. But all I did was I just noticed that there were certain foods that were irritating me. For me, there were things like gluten. Mm-hmm. Um, too much dairy and too much sugar at the time would really make me feel tired and itchy. The sugar would make me feel so itchy. And so I cut back on those things and I found just for myself, I found that eating pre-digested foods really helped. So that was the slow cooked foods and the soups and the smoothies, anything kind of pre-digested, it really, I found that that way I was getting more nutrients into my body and I allowed the lining of my gut to heal. Because when the doctors spoke to me about the non-specific autoimmune, they thought it could be Crohn's Mm because I had ulceration through my gut. And so for me, I thought maybe perhaps if I look at those ulcers, imagine them, I don't want to be pouring like a lot of vinaigrettes and sauces or alcohol onto them because it's just going to up so what can I do that's really gentle and I discovered a lot of beautiful gut healing sort of ingredients like aloe vera and turmeric which was helping me helping me just as much as the um, anti-inflammatories actually just including a lot more turmeric into my diet and so I kind of just by trial and error started doing more smoothies juices soups stocks mashes and things like that and that that elemental sort of diet really helped rest my gut, heal the lining of my gut. So then I felt like after a period of about three or four weeks, I could absorb a lot more from my food. I felt like my body wasn't reacting as much and I'd taken out the MSG, which was the worst thing for me. And a lot of those, you'd know all about these, mm-hmm. the chemicals and additives and preservatives. That See, I was working at the ABC and I was sitting, you know, behind my desk, full-time job, um, eating lean cuisine, putting it in the microwave, thinking I was being super healthy and eating a lot of inflammatory kind of processed foods. Yeah. Oh, Weren't we all, Lee? So I'm, many of us were. I know. I'm super mm. healthy. I'm eating all this lean cuisine. <laughs> but really, it, they, they were the kind of foods that I was reacting to. So, yeah, I took I pulled it right back and did 
sort of the four weeks of um, gut healing recipes and that um, put me on the right path. Mm. And you talk about four phases of gut healing. Um, what are they and how did you arrive at those? Is it something based on science and uh, practitioner advice or is it sort of part of your own journey and then reaching out to other people and seeing it work for them as well and deciding, right, let's call it this? <laughs> well, it was actually a combination of all of those things. Okay. Um, I do work with a lot of doctors and a lot of gut doctors and the integrative doctors seem to really understand mm. and give me a lot of the same advice that I was kind of trialing and erroring and um, doing myself. So um, yeah, so it was partly that um, I didn't really see many naturopaths at the time or nutritionists. I was just kind of going by what the doctors were telling me, but I did find some great integrative doctors and they really helped me to understand the gut the microbiome and how um it can be fed the bad bacteria can be fed by eating a lot of the a lot of sugar and inflammatory foods as well so i learned all of that through the through the integrative doctors mm. uh, and also through my nutrition training i learned more about the foods and how they would affect me when i was eating them and how um you know obviously the nutrition of them and which ones go together and and that kind of thing like that so the four phases um it was more like just the first phase, as I said, was all about resting the gut. So that's with the um, very elemental diet. I gave it a rest for four weeks. As I said, it was soups and smoothies and just easy foods, just gentle foods. Once I'd done that, I wanted to then look at cleansing my body of all of those sort of medications that I had been taking over a sustained period of time. So that's where I went to India. I studied Ayurvedic cooking and nutrition over there, and I learned a lot of these detoxing methods, which were really interesting, things like oil pulling. I don't know if you've ever mm. done Oh, yes, big fan. <laughs> big fan. Um, no, I love doing that. So I learned that over there, Epsom salts baths, which were kind of really helpful in terms of the fibromyalgia that I was suffering from. Um, also dry skin or dry body brushing. I learned that over there too, and that was that's a good sort of exfoliation thing. And also... The Love Your Gut Powder, which is my powder, the Diatomaceous Earth, also was a great cleansing aid as well. So those kind of four things were really helpful. So I'd rested the gut for a period of time and then I'd cleanse the gut with different methods. I also was still eating a fairly clean diet then. Um, I'd introduced a lot of more, lot more foods, but I was having, a, you know, generally good fats and anti-inflammatory foods and, and fish and things like that. So that was still cleansing my body as well, having a cleaner diet at the time. So I'd rested the gut, I'd cleansed the gut. And the next step that I'd learned, this is what I learned a lot from the integrative doctors, was that you need to repopulate the gut. Mm -hmm. And I felt like if I hadn't done it in this order, if I jumped straight to sort of uh, repopulating gut, I, I didn't um, give my body the chance to sort of heal that ulceration that was going on in, in the small intestine. So, and you also don't spend time starving out the bad guys. Yeah, you jump straight to putting lots of lots more bacteria in there or lots more prebiotics that feed bacteria because they can feed the bad guys too. Yeah, yeah, mm. ab absolutely. Um, so that was when I kind of um, started to look at foods, and it was interesting. And just like you, your journey with um, histamine intolerance, mm -hmm. I then realized that I did have histamine intolerance issues as well because every time I would eat anything fermented or too fermented, too much fermented foods, I'd break out in hives again mm -hmm. <laughs> all over my body. So interestingly, it was just finding out about that and the way that I personally did it. I looked at the gut, as I said, like an Amazonian rainforest. You can imagine the trees, the flowers, the birds, the butterflies, the rivers, a beautiful scene. It's like a whole ecosystem. And I looked like in four stages. I looked at the soil and how I could really get my immune system and back to normal or, or working more efficiently. And for me, I looked at colostrum and I took colostrum and I found that that really did help me. Mm -hmm. That was one supplement that really helped me. And then if you look in the back to the Amazonian rainforest and you look at the trees, to me they were the good bacteria or the probiotics. And that was for me, I did take probiotics instead of too much fermented foods. I can have fermented foods now, but at the time I had to take it really easy. So I was taking a broad spectrum sort of probiotic then. Yeah. And then obviously the good bacteria, you want to sort of starve out the bad, as you say, and repopulate the good. 
And But those good bacteria die every 20 minutes, and so they need to be fed. And they need to be fed with prebiotic-rich foods. And so I started to introduce more of those into my diet as well, things like chicory, things like dandelion, banana, green peas um, are really good as well. There's asparagus is a good one. Um, there are lots of great prebiotic. And even things like sweet potato and pumpkin are good. And I think a lot of people, as you said, there's so many different diets out there at the moment. A lot of the keto and paleo people aren't eating enough prebiotic-rich kind of veggies mm. like like your sweet potatoes and like those kind of things. So, yeah, so the way that I looked at it is the trees, you know, the prebiotics, and then you feed them um, with the prebiotics and and that's kind of the way that I repopulated the gut. And I still take a, take probiotics now. Um, there are some good ones that are actually really good for histamine intolerance. Yeah, it's all about get, choosing the strains that degrade yeah. histamine in the system instead of inflame. Yeah, absolutely. So that's kind of what I did. And that was stage three. And then stage four of healing the gut was I had uh, – um, had run a summit a couple of years ago now and I'd interviewed all of these amazing gut doctors and scientists from all over the world. Julia Enders who wrote the gut book, Emron oh, yeah. wrote the Mind Gut Connection which is a really amazing book. Um, many, 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 Dr. Vincent Pedre who wrote the forward for my book. I interviewed them all. Interestingly, they disagreed on a lot of things. Mm. The three things that they all, I guess, really agreed on was that a high plant-based diet and a Mediterranean-style diet is probably the best one for gut health. They all also agreed that um, that stress was a major, major component to bad gut health. And so the fourth part of sort of healing the gut was looking at my life. I was a busy working single mother in like um, a full-time job. And so I had to sort of cut back and then that was when I became a yoga teacher and sort of scaled back my life a little bit and realized how much stress was affecting uh, my condition. And still today, like if I feel anxious or stressed, the fibromyalgia will come back on again. So I know that stress plays for me a major part in sort of autoimmune things and fibro as well, interestingly. Mm, yeah, I think there's always going to be those triggers and uh, what I loved Dr. Terry Walls, how she puts it, it's uh, she's quietened her MS she hasn't switched it off or healed it or cured it. She's just quietened it because once yeah. those genes are activated, sometimes it's pretty hard to um, to change the picture there. And uh, and I like that because then we don't have to feel like we've failed if it comes back online for a little bit. You know, you just think, ah, that's because I've just upped the ante on work a bit too much. Let me scale that back and do some meditation and, yeah, quieten it again. I, I like that idea. Yeah, I always say to myself, I'm operating at 90% and I feel really, really good about that. I know I'll <laughs> never get back to 100 yeah. and I'm not sure of myself. But I definitely know now that when I've been doing too much or I feel like it's coming back on, I'll just go on my gentle gut healing diet for a couple of days and I feel so much better afterwards. I'll lean towards more anti-inflammatory foods. Um, yeah, and that's what I do and I feel like just doing that a couple of days a week, supercharging my gut um, really helps. Mm. And so you've obviously had a lot of people congregate around this idea of of um, the four phases of gut healing and you've talked about it a lot in your books and in your blog and in your online course. And, um, and I'd just be curious to see whether you notice that that tended to work for most people or is it um, still a case of being like is it worth people still trying to explore some of those other diets because sometimes there could be another um a thing that works better what what are your thoughts on that what have you seen i've seen from the people who have read the books and done the courses and all of the hundreds of emails and thousands of emails i get mm. from i've seen that just by going on to digestible foods it's that simple yeah actually helps their digestion it helps the, the bloating it helps a lot of the symptoms and it helps the inflammation in their body as well. So just that one simple thing, whether whatever you're eating, whatever kind of diet, if you can. Like, for example, I believe that for some people with sensitive guts, salads are really, really hard on the gut. Raw mm. food is really hard. Although it is such a healthy food or a healthy meal, for some people, they just can't digest it. They can't digest lentils. They can't digest, like, salads and raw food. So just... 
if you wanted to try it out just maybe one day a week, just go over to cooked foods or blended foods or pre-digested foods. When you say pre-digested? Yeah, I mean it's kind of broken down already. So whether it's broken down by slow cooking or put into a smoothie, although that's still raw for some people, when it's when it's blended, it's actually already the digestion process has kind of happened because it's already broken down, so it's easier. By the enzymes in the food? Yeah, right, by yeah. the process of that and by cooking mm. that, and also by if you're blending something by the blending process it's broken down so it's already kind of digested and when you try that it's really interesting just if you are suffering from gut issues one day next week maybe you might want to just go off raw food for a day and just have gentle healing cooked or pre-digested foods you'll notice a difference the next day i'd love to hear what you what you know your thoughts on that Mm. And it's, it's again, one of those things, right, where like often raw food, I think Dr. T- Natasha Campbell McBride, um, who was the author of the GAPS diet and founder of the GAPS diet, um, and GAPS works for many people, not so much for others, for us histamine types, it can be a bit of a, a precarious thing to go down. But what I do love that she says is, um, that your raw foods can be useful if you need a lot of cleansing, um, but cooked foods are for nourishing and healing. And I like that sort of separation between when the two are useful. And, you know, I think for nourishing and healing, cooked is just, I mean, it just makes sense. It's like the, the quilt cover of foods, isn't it? It just feels comforting. It feels nourishing. It feels easy on the body. It doesn't feel like you're doing anything that could stress your body out. Whereas I totally agree, eating a lot of raw food, if you're needing that comfort and nourishment and healing, can feel um, can feel the opposite of that. Yeah, it can feel really hard on the tummy. Yeah, absolutely. I mm. totally agree with that. Yeah. My dog is just barking. I know, I just heard. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in terms of like if you had to name three like of your most simple gut healing meal favorites, if someone wanted to go on this little one day, one day gut healing bender this week, mm-hmm. what, what would they be? Oh, um, I think, well, I love slow cooking as you do as well. Mm. So um, I do a really nice slow cooked lamb and it's so simple. It's just actually just broth and lamb and a little bit of lemon and a bit of apple cider vinegar and you just leave it to cook for about six hours. And then with that, um, I do a prebiotic tray bake, which is so yummy. In fact, I have to send you that recipe because it's all your good root veggies and all it is, it's that simple. You put it into the oven with a bit of olive oil, garlic, um and it's things like what have i got in there fennel it's a bit of um sweet potato it's parsnip it's just really nice veg and um i serve that just in a bowl and then i pour the sort of broth on top with the little bit of lamb it just falls off the bone and you just put it all over and it's a really nice comforting meal so that's really good if you're vegetarian fish stocks are really easy to make too and really yummy um probably for breakfast i tend to lean towards um scrambled eggs or um sometimes like it depends on the weather and the climate like sometimes a smoothie bowl or just something simple like that um and then for lunch it's probably just fish and veg just um made into a soup or I love to sort of roast off my veggies, throw them into a soup. My latest concoction is um, fennel and cauliflower soup with turmeric, which is absolutely delicious. And I just roast everything off in the oven, throw it into a pan, throw in a bit of broth, um, throw in some herbs as well, a bit of turmeric, whiz it up and it's absolutely delicious. And if you don't want to go full on with the coconut milk, sometimes I use coconut water, which is a nice sort of replacement as well for a bit of sweetness. But the veggies, roasting them off makes them sweet. So there are a few of my favorites. Yum. I'm hungry now. Um, (laughs) You mentioned that uh, everyone's consensus when you were doing the Gut Summit was plant-based. So you're not Mm. saying fully plant-based, I assume, given you've just mentioned fish and lamb. Yeah. I mean, for me, just personally speaking, I felt like my, well, my iron levels were super low. So I didn't eat, I did need a little bit of meat personally. Mm. I don't eat a lot of meat, but I generally eat more highly plant-based, but I do have a little bit of meat as well and bone broth. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's again, just down to people's personal preferences and, um, yeah. 
and philosophies and um, and how you feel, you know. For, for me, the reality is a little bit of meat a couple of times a week is absolutely more inclined to make me thrive than to not. I feel, it's almost like I feel the, the B vitamins draining from my body if I don't have um, uh, some yummy lamb or something a couple of times a week. So I get it too. And, um, and so for our vegetarian and vegan friends though, like, can you get the same healing benefit from a vegetable stock? Yeah, you can still get, um, obviously you're going to be getting all of the beautiful fiber and the pre-digested kind of component too. So Mm. you're getting all of that. Um, I guess for vegetarians, the things are B12 and iron that where you could be lacking, but you can add nutritional yeast flakes on top of a soup or on top of cauliflower, put it in the oven, tastes like popcorn, comes out so delicious. So there are things that you can include and obviously greens for iron, lots more greens and things like that, broccoli um, that help as well. So, yeah, if you're eating, yeah, I'm sure a lot of vegetarians supplement with um either B12 and iron or they're getting it from their food. Yeah, great. Because it's kind of like in a gut healing process, I'm thinking legumes aren't great. Um, they're quite full on for the body to, to try and heal while you're having legumes. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing because I'm pretty sure you agree. Do you agree? Or, or, or I agree. I mean, they don't work for me, although I've just got this new dal recipe, which is up on the blog and also on my Instagram. And when soaking the um, soaking the dal beforehand really, 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 really helps. But sometimes in other recipes, I can't have things like red lentils and lentils. But in this particular dal recipe, I never, ever get tummy ache afterwards. It's oh, really wow. Weird. Interesting. Um, and yeah. do you soak in water, filtered water and um, some yogurt or some apple cider vinegar? What do you I use as the breakdown? Yeah, I just soak it in water. Sometimes I put a little bit of apple cider vinegar, but I soak it in a bit of water. But I, I'm not too religious about it, actually. Mm. Just kind of do it and then rinse it off and then, and then cook it up. But I don't know whether it's the beautiful spices in the dal, like the turmeric and, and the cardamom and the spices that I'm using that help me um, digest it. There's something that happens when I make that dal that mm. It easier to digest and I've been out and had you know you have your like your lentil salads and you just got the worst um, yeah. tummy bloating afterwards so I think it's got something to do with the spices that I'm using in there to be honest yeah I would agree I mean they all work like they are all just such powerful healing plants in themselves and in these micro doses still do so much so it could be why Indian food tends to agree with me super well as well. Like I, I don't have any issue with Indian food, but if I just plopped a cup of plain lentils on a salad and ate that, then I wouldn't feel great. Did you say plopped? Yes, I did. I actually used the word plop on my podcast. Can't believe I just did that. That's um, and plop that on. Yeah, it's like some eighties cooking show terminology. Ah, oh, classy, Alex. Um, now I've got another question for you in terms of, um, being less prone to weakness down the track in, Mm. in terms of your gut, right? Obviously there's a a shift that needs to happen in the way you eat in general, in terms of moving towards whole foods and really listening to your body about which foods work for you best and and which are just best avoided. Um, and I I don't think you have to be completely militant unless you're dealing with a very specific issue where, um, you know, like a, a lot of people who have um, rheumatoid arthritis cannot even eat a trace of egg without becoming completely inflamed. So it really is a case-by-case scenario. But generally, um, if we move to that whole foods kind of way of eating, is there something else we can do to build resilience and be less prone to weakness down the track? You mentioned that you step into a couple of days of soups and, and slow cooks a week mm-hmm. to just keep yourself in check. Is that what you'd recommend for all of us? Yeah, that's what I do. So um, my new book, Supercharge Your Gut, is all about that. So it's just a two-day-a-week program. So I do it on a Monday and a Thursday because I find like after the weekend I need kind of need a bit of gut healing and then mm-hmm. Thursday I, I do it because I like to be ready for the you know, <laughs> weekend. Yeah. So that's when I do just all of the sort of um, cooked foods and the steaming and the roasting and the slow cooking and um, – anything easy on the gut because you have like 
another sort of immune system that sits right in your gut mm -hmm. as well as your normal immune system. Um, you have a lot of immune tissue there. Like I think it's between 80 and 90% of your immune tissue is actually located there. So you want to have things that really, really settle that down. And obviously you want maximum nutrition as well and you want it to be gently broken down however you cook it and easy to digest. All the magic happens, I reckon, in your gut when things you're in rest and digest mode and your things are pre-digested. So mm. that's that's what I recommend for people just going more onto a pre-digested diet. Just for a couple of days a week to a yeah. Weeks, like and I notice on a Tuesday and a Friday I just feel my tummy just feels so good and just um, I don't feel too hungry. I don't wake up starving. I just feel like, you know, and especially these foods are quite satiating as well. So it's not like you're not eating anything at all. Yeah, you, you pack a lot of nutrition into a soup. Yeah, you can supercharge the gut by eating really well. Mm. Yeah, it's not a starvation thing. Um, but yeah. you do do intermittent fasting. I do. Yeah, I do that. And that was because I'm turning 51 this year and I hit menopause and I started to gain weight and I wanted to find a way that I could lose the five or six kilos that I put on but I wanted to do it naturally and I didn't want to sort of go on a fad diet so I looked at intermittent fasting and the Dr. Michael Mosley approach and I started doing that but then I noticed a lot of the recipes online that I was following were just full of kind of junky ingredients and mm. low fat ingredients and so I did write a book Faster Way to Wellness and that was based on my approach of fasting and intermittent fasting but with whole foods and with the right kind of ingredients because I feel like for me being in menopause I needed some of the good fats yeah. and I needed foods um, that were going to satiate me because I, I did it the other way with low calorie foods and I found that I was starving I was so hungry it was just making me even more hungry so yeah, I experienced I, the same thing on the 5-2 yeah. and it just completely backfired for me yeah mm. yes yeah, so I, I now do that twice a week and I kind of incorporate it with my gut healing days as well supercharging gut days but I do um, 500 calories but I do it with like you know a teaspoon of fat instead of like a tablespoon you know mm. what I mean I'm eating the right kinds of foods that that fill me up and mm. me feel like I'm not starving and yeah that's kind of the way that I do it yeah, nice. And something that um, has really taken off for you is your little magical gut healing powder and the golden gut powder that you've got now as well. Mm -hmm. um, talk me through how you discovered diatomaceous earth. Were you sort of trialing different binders and, and having a look at how, how things might work for you and, and that's the one you landed on? That was actually through a naturopath who mm -hmm. um, said to me that I should try it for, you know, rebalancing the flora in the gut and mm -hmm. so I tried it and I just found that I got really really good results with it I was just doing it really slowly and small amounts of it though I was just starting off with a teaspoon every yeah. day and what diatomaceous earth I found does is that it's a process of negative ions and it's it attracts all of the positive bacteria which is actually bad bacteria positive mm. I know bacteria. so confusing right yeah <laughs> but it attracts like the fungus the parasites the um all the sort of bad bacteria in the gut and it's like if you look at it under a microscope it's like a honeycomb mm -hmm. and it kind of pulls it all into its little honeycomb little areas and gently sweeps it out of your body so it's not a laxative um so it's a it's like brushing your teeth i, I look at it like brushing your teeth or tongue scraping it but it's very very gentle so it's just going to clean all of us have between about two and four kilos of plaque just sitting along our digestive tract. Ew, plaque? Yeah, plaque. It's like plaque. It's kind of like the plaque you have on your teeth, but it's just a lot of kind of junk in your trunk. And <laughs> this thing kind of gently loosens it so you can absorb more from your food. It's all about just trying to keep it nice and smooth and open so that you can absorb the nutrients that you're eating from your food you can have the perfect diet but if you have a lot of junk in your trunk and a lot of that plaque just sitting there you're not going to absorb it as well as yeah. you should so that's why and i like diatomaceous earth there's different types of it we've got the highest grade best organic naturopathic grade but um what i like about it is that it's a food and it's very gentle so yeah. it's not a supplement okay yeah. and, and and you said one teaspoon when you started. So how much do you take now? And is it daily? 
Yeah, I so I now take a tablespoon in the morning, and sometimes I take it at night as well. If I travel, I take always take it with me as well because it's good for sort of if you pick up any bugs overseas. Yeah. Um, so I I personally just take a tablespoon. Food standards say that you can take up to six tablespoons, but we would never say that because we like to err on the side of caution. You know what I mean? So mm. I always just take a tablespoon. You can take we say you can take up to two. Um, yeah, and it just, it's so, so gentle. It's not, it's not like a, a big clam, you know, master cleanse where you just have to stay by the loo. It's not like that. No. And it's not, um, it's not diuretic anyway, right? No, it's no. not. A, no, no, it's, it's more like a binder if anything. Yeah. It just, but I do notice though, that you do have to drink more water mm. when you're doing it because it can be a little bit drying. So yeah. Um, it doesn't constipate you, but you do have to up your water a little bit so that you can flush everything out. And some people notice the first kind of few days of taking it, they might feel a bit like a few detoxy type symptoms, mm-hmm. like a bit bluey. But it's just that it's cleaning, cleaning inside. It's just doing its job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and then the turmeric version too, yes. which I put that one together because I love my turmeric lattes being half Indian. <laughs> and um, turmeric is also very anti-inflammatory. So I found the two together, the anti-inflammatory and the cleansing was really good. So in the afternoon, I'll have a turmeric latte and in the morning, I just have the plain version, which doesn't taste like anything. You can put it in a smoothie or water or juice, whatever you like. Some people put it in their coffee, believe it or not. Oh, wow. So it yeah. doesn't bind to nutrients in the way a binder does? No, it doesn't do that. It doesn't bind to nutrients. It separates the good and bad bacteria. So it keeps the good and gets rid of the bad. Oh, nice. Through that negative iron process. Mm, very cool. And it's one of those things where, you know, because it's harmless, you may as well just see how you feel. Is there anyone that needs to chat to a practitioner before um, hooking into some some of the gut powder? I think it's, um, you, I mean, it's all food standards approved, Australia, New Zealand, of course, and worldwide. But I think if you do want to speak to your doctor or naturopath, it's always a good idea. Any change of diet, I think it's important to just, you know, talk to your practitioner if you have a good relationship with them and see how it's going to work for you. But a lot of doctors now and gastroenterologists actually were really excited about that are on board. So they're all um, referring people to it, which is great, and naturopaths as well. So it originally came through a naturopath. So. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah, fantastic. And um, and what's next for you? There must be something exciting on the cards. I am going to England in July, which I'm so excited about because um, the gut powders are over in Planet Organic over there. So I'm mm-hmm. going to be doing some sampling over there. And um, I love England as well. So I like to spend a lot of time there. And, um, yes, I'm going to be doing that. And then I have got another book coming out, but it's coming out next year in February. And I know your book is coming soon, which I've seen, which is so beautiful. I know. It's like next end of next week. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. It's such a, it's, I mean, it's got everything. It's not only beautiful, it's got so much rich information in there. I absolutely love your book. I can't wait to get my hands on it. <laughs> oh, thanks, Lee. It's one of those things that when I saw it fully done, I was like, gosh, it seems so small for how much is in there. <laughs> I just yeah. can't believe how much I managed to fit in there. And lots of good, um, lots of good stripping back of useless words where I tend to waffle on a bit and I just kept it really concise so that I can fit everything in there. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that as well and very excited about um, your next one because I've had a little look at the artwork you, you showed me at the cafe recently and it is just beautiful. So yeah. it's going to be really inspiring. What, more of a philosophical approach to life and food and, and your food culture and mm. yeah, how to bring everything together through food, which I love. Yeah, beautiful. So to finish up, I would love to ask you, I mean, you've been through a lot you've uh you, you know you you really did hit a rock bottom scenario with your health and and you've done so much wonderful work to get you to where you are today and now inspiring thousands to do the same for themselves if you had to pick just three things that would that that were your biggest ahas along the way what would they be i think one of the 
the biggest ahas for me was that stress was such a major component to me not feeling great. Mm -hmm. And um, I never realized that that low-level kind of stress that you feel every day can have such an impact in, in your health. So I do try and do things that de-stress me now. And um, the other thing, I guess, that I learned along the way was that not to take on too much because I think I was just trying to do everything, like be a hard-working single parent and um, be, you know, be the right kind of person for everybody and do everything perfectly and I kind of learned to relax a little bit with that, which is yeah. really... I think a lot of people do that. And did you find age played a factor in that just as you got older, just shedding yeah. that away? Yeah. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, I think, you know, you're obviously younger than me, but I think once you get to your 50s, you're just like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't think it's that obviously. You look amazing, but anyway. <laughs> and what's your third? Um, I think that um, I think one of the major, major things that I have learned is that everyone has a story and this is just my little story and the people that come out to my talks and that I meet online that reach out to me and we just it's so beautiful it's such I love being in the wellness thing because you meet so many amazing people and you get to share um you know inspirations they're in, they're so inspiring to me the things that a lot of people are doing to really improve their lives and their health and yeah I think it's just like a a thing where you can um create and find your own sort of community and I've, I've really found that through what I've been doing and, and that's what I love most about what I do. Yeah, so I guess would that be to, find, to, to like find a sense of community around the challenges you're experiencing so yeah. you feel supported? Yeah, so yeah, important. Exactly. You mm. put that so much better than I did. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I understood it so it's all good, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, I think that, that's really important, just finding a community that inspires you and you inspire them and, you know, it's 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 really good. I mean, I could have just taken that experience and and gotten really so depressed about it, but instead I, so many good things have come out of it and mm. which I'm very grateful for. Yeah, of course. And then to have shared it with so many people, it's just amazing. And I want to say thank you for joining me today and sharing a little bit about your big journey and, and of course, focusing on gut health because I know that's something a lot of people um, are always keen to optimize and um, Supercharge Your Gut is out now. All the details and links are in the show notes and you can get the amazing gut powders as well. Um, and, yeah, I will see you soon, no doubt. And uh, thanks again for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy having these conversations and bringing them to you. Now, where can you find me and Lotox Life from here on in? Well, you've obviously got lotoxlife.com and there we have everything beautifully organized into food, home, body and mind topics as well as kids and a whole bunch of free downloadables and resources to help you, inspire you to take community action and there's amazing A to Z recipes there if you're ever getting a little bit stale in the kitchen and a whole bunch of articles that I've written. You can also find me on Instagram at Lotox Life and also on Facebook by a page the same name. I make everything super easy, Lotox Life, so you can find it really, really simply. Thank you so much to everybody who leaves a five-star review over on Stitcher or iTunes or wherever it is that you tune into the show. And also to let you know that you can join us on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Lotox Life and come join the private Lotox Life Club. In there, over time, more and more cool stuff is about to be added. It's a place where we can continue the conversations, chat about the weekly show, you're going to get bonus Q&A and all sorts of things over time. I explain everything over on Patreon, so I encourage you to check that out. And in the meantime, I'll see you next week. 